This is episode 562 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, December 12th, 2018. I am your host, Marco Jenez, and today I'll be talking about some Horizon Chase Turbo, some Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden, a little bit more Smash, and just a smidgen of Titanfall 2. But before I get to all that gaming goodness, I want to say that I was alerted to the fact that the Wipeout Omega Collection is currently on sale on PSN for $6. It is regularly $20, and even at $20, it is a pretty good deal. But at 6 bucks, it is a no-brainer. If you like racing games, just do yourself a favor and pick it up. Because 6 bucks is pocket change, and it is, it is just a great collection. It looks fantastic it plays so well and if you have psvr it is for me still the best vr experience i've had both in terms of visuals and gameplay i've just enjoyed the hell out of playing it in vr it looks so good and i haven't played tetris effect or astrobots or beat saber yet so one of those three could top it I have a good feeling that Beat Saber, whenever I get around to it, because I love rhythm games, and the first time I saw it on, I think, a new gameplay today over at Game Informer, I was like, ooh, this looks awesome. Is it on PSVR? Oh, it's not. Oh, when will it? Oh, you you don't know? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just wait. And now it's there, but I haven't picked it up, because my VR wasn't hooked up for a while, Um, but... You know, I'm not sure how much it costs, but I need to really check that game out because I think it will be so up my alley that if I get around to it before the year is over, it'll probably be in my top five. I would assume because it just it's it's such a me game. But Wipeout Collection is fantastic. I own it physically, and I double dipped. I bought it digitally, which reminded me of how annoying it is that PSN. And disc installs for PS4 are different. That your digital downloads and the the disc installs are different files and all that. It's just stupid. I hate it because I have it installed. I have it installed all disc off disc. But I have to delete that version of the game and then download it uh, again because they're different. Why are they different? I don't know. That doesn't work. Uh, that's not how it works on Xbox One. If I have a disc and I have it installed and I eventually buy it digitally, the game, what have you, I can just launch it right there. I don't have to delete it and reinstall it because that would be stupid, right? That would be stupid. And it is stupid. Just another reason why I hate PS4. So the main reason is I just, I don't like that controller and I like, I like the Xbox ecosystem as well. I'm, I'm in it with achievements and all that. And the controller is just so much better. DualShock 4, God, no, 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 but that, that's all I really wanted to say, is that Wipeout Collection is amazing, and it's $6, and it's $6 until, I think, January 15th, so you have plenty of time to pull that trigger, but you should pull that trigger at some point, just do it, it's $6, uh, yeah, but on to what I've been playing, first and foremost, I've been playing some Horizon Chase Turbo. I talked about this a few weeks ago. And it is, if you don't remember, the old school-esque racer reminiscent of games like Rad Racer. It reminds me so much of Rad Racer. And it has 
beautiful polygonal vector art which is very colorful and vibrant and it's amazing how a track can look so different depending on the time of day whether it's sunrise sunset or just nighttime it looks so different because it is so colorful and because the visuals are simplified it really changes the way it looks uh, which is awesome because it means playing on the same track even though the layout is exactly the same it looks and feels very different the music's great and i just love the way it plays it, it, it's nice to have a very simple racer that is as much a racer as it is a puzzle game in a way because you don't have to really worry about braking and, and all that kind of jazz your main focus is staying on the track which when you have tight turns you can pretty much go at them at full speed if you're on the inside. If you're on the outside, if, you're, if you take them wide, you may have to let off. But even if you're starting or you can sense that you might go off track during a turn, just let off the gas for a second or even less, a fraction of a second, and you'll be fine. And you want to avoid the other cars, specifically hitting them from behind. If you sideswipe them, that won't really do anything to you. Uh, so that's not a problem. But if you fall off the track or hit something off track like a tree or a barrier or something, your car will flip and you'll lose a lot of speed and a lot of momentum and you'll have to pick it back up. And that just really kills your chances of getting in the, in the first place. Usually uh, you can make maybe one mistake and still get in first place, maybe two. But if you make more than one or two mistakes in a race, you're probably not going to end up in first. That's the difference between first and third place. Uh, it's much more forgiving in terms of still making it into third place. But you want to avoid all that and just finish the race. And in like the world tour mode, which is the only thing unlocked in the beginning, you're collecting these coins on the track as well, which add up to your score which you can use to unlock new areas in the surprisingly meaty world turmoil there's a there are a lot of areas and a lot of races i've probably played maybe like 20 races at this point and there's still so much to experience i think i've unlocked 10 percent of it so for a game that seems and looks so simple there's a lot going on and it, it's still fun i've you know after playing it for a few hours and doing a good amount of races i'm still having fun with it and it's a really good bite-sized game to just load up and play a race or two and you know go about your business and return to it some other point play a few more races you can unlock upgrades in world tour mode and as you play through it you'll unlock other modes outside of that including a tournament mode which i didn't really mess around with and one that has timed events i it might be called timed event mode but it has races that have different attributes or characteristics where it might change seasons midway through a race, which is cool. Um, and there are time trials and all that kind of stuff. And when you finish World Tour Mode or complete the tournaments, all the tournaments, I think, you will unlock Endurance Mode, which I assume is just a really long race. I don't know. I don't know what it's like because I haven't I have not finished World Tour mode. That's going to take a while. But I like it cuz what you have to do in the race is just stay on track and avoid the other cars and at the beginning of every race because there are 20 cars on every track, it's very hectic. You always start in the back and just navigating that 
mess of cars in the very beginning can sometimes be a nightmare and you may find yourself restarting a, a, a race over and over again just so you end up with the best start because once you get out of that first 15 20 seconds where it's just a mob of cars everywhere then you're you're pretty good to go um and you also have to worry about fuel which is sprinkled in in certain places on the track usually easy to get to uh, and it's not something you really have to be that concerned if you miss some uh during a lap but you can't avoid it completely or you won't finish a race but i've really been enjoying it quite a bit and it's 20 bucks so i I, i'd say it's worth that price because there's a lot going on there and especially if you are an older lady or gent who remembers those old school racers like rad racer outrun or whatnot and and you want something that brings back those memories and makes you feel all good and gooey inside a horizon chase turbo is definitely uh, a good game for doing just that and then i played about an hour or so of mutant year zero road to eden which is a tactics game like xcom turn-based um and it is out on i believe xbox one ps4 and pc i've been playing on xbox one i got a code for it but if you are a game pass subscriber you can play it right now it was one of the the indie games or or whatever have you know non-first party games that launched day and date on game pass it might be part of winter of arcade but i'm not sure because even though Everyone was excited when they're like, we're bringing back Winter of Arcade at Xbox O event or whatever the hell it was in Mexico City. I don't feel like they've done a great job promoting it. Uh, It just kind of is happening now, I guess, because maybe Mutineer Zero is part of it. I don't know. Ashen is part of it. I'm 99% sure. Below, which is coming out this week, maybe? or is out now i don't i can't remember but that's part of it as well uh and it just feels like one of arcade is just like this weird thing that they're like okay these are technically part of one of arcade but whatever there's there's no big promotion that i've noticed and also part of the old summer and winter promotions they had for xbox live arcade uh, those included getting money back or bonuses when you purchased all or most of the games so like if you purchase three or four games you get five dollars back in credit if you purchased all four games you get 15 bucks in credit so it would incentivize you to pick up all these games and i don't think there's anything like that so it just seems like hey people like this branding let's bring it back but not really do that much with it outside of just saying you know, these are technically part of this, but I've been playing a little bit of it and it's made a really good first impression. I've been playing it on an Xbox One X and I've heard some people say that on an Xbox One it doesn't, or on a regular one, non X, it doesn't run that well. I haven't had any issues in the little bit of time I played with it, but it's made a very good first impression for me so far uh, because I really like the art, I love the look of it. I think the story, characters, and voice acting are all pretty well done and have me interested in seeing what happens next because you're playing as this 
group of well just this this duo of a duck and a pig your mutants and you are uh stalkers who go around into the world and look for resources for the ark which is this safe haven where people live now and so the stalkers are these mutants who are willing and courageous enough to go down into the depths of the the world and collect uh, resources so that the ark and everyone can survive for another day and the best leader of the stalkers or what have you went off on a mission and took a bunch of people with him and they haven't heard back from them so you are tasked with finding out what happened uh, that's the basic introduction but i'm intrigued by the story and i'm digging the the characters so far i like the two characters that you have who i, I don't remember what their names are but piggy and ducky i'll just call them that and as far as the gameplay goes it's pretty standard tactics gameplay where you have a percentage of hitting a, a, an enemy depending on what kind of cover they're behind, how far away they are, what weapon you're using, different perks you've unlocked and stuff like that. And the one interesting thing they have in it that isn't in any of the other games like this that I can remember is the stealth mechanic. So you can scope out an area if you if you notice enemies are there before engaging in combat so you can find out where all the enemies are in a an area before you know starting combat but also if you see that an enemy is by themselves somewhere you can ambush them and take them out silently if you have a silent weapon like a crossbow or a silenced pistol or what have you um and if you successfully do that, you still have to deal with percentages, of course. But if you successfully take them out silently, then you'll have taken them out, of course. And you can then continue and try to find a good placement before attacking the main group or going after another straggler. And that makes the combat a little bit more interesting in just how you can make a scenario easier by thinning the the enemy before attacking the main group so that instead of taking on a group of five bad guys you can find a few that are off by themselves and end up only taking on three uh, when you eventually get to that point which is nice and it makes it gives you a reason to go around and do stealth which is is also nice but in terms of the actual gameplay when you're doing all the the tactics nonsense it is very, very standard stuff. Uh, and, and so far, you know, I haven't played much of it, of course, but there hasn't been anything interesting in terms of enemy design, enemy behavior, weapons, or anything like that. You just have a basic crossbow, shotgun, uh, pistols. Uh, enemies are super basic. There aren't any interesting abilities that you have at this point, even the ones that I've seen you can unlock early on. They're really all standard stuff. So I'm hoping that there might be some more interesting, different things you can do other than just being like, okay, this is really, really basic at, at this point. But um, so far, having only played a little, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. And I, I think 
I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm hoping it continues to be a pleasant surprise because I like these types of games and I, I played another one recently. I don't remember what it was. It was something I think that was related to Cthulhu, Cthulhu Tactics or, or whatever it was called, which didn't grab me story-wise and also didn't do much in terms, at least initially in terms of enemies and all that kind of jazz. Uh, but Mutant Year Zero has the stealth system in it, which is interesting. And I like that. And I'm looking forward to playing some more of it. And the most surprising part of the game really is that I'm not immediately just out in terms of the story. I'm actually kind of I'm I'm kind of intrigued by it all. And I wanna I wanna find out what's going on. Uh and I just like I like playing as a duck with a crossbow. It's fun. It is cool. Good old ducky. But I've also played a little bit more Smash. Uh, I messed around with World of Light mode a bunch more. And I think World of Light is making me hate Smash. And I was reminded, though, that there is an easy mode. So I might just start a new World of Light campaign and play it on easy. Because World of Light, as it is, is just too complicated there's just so much shit going on and it's reminding me of how i suck at smash because i really never played it until now and i think the difficulty is all over the place it, the pacing like not, not not the pacing but just the difficulty ramping it's just it's a, a nightmare it's like a trials level it's just up and down and up and down and all over the place and i'm spinning and i'm like what is going on i fall on my head and i have to retry over and over and over again but it's not fun like trials it's just frustrating and annoying like the more recent trials <laughs> so it's it's late trials not early trials if you know what i'm saying of course you know what i'm saying everyone knows the difference but yeah and I'm also finding it, I don't know if it's just me or what the hell's going on, but now whenever a new challenger comes about, after I've unlocked maybe 25, 30 uh, fighters, that they just whoop my ass all the time. I've fought against Wario like three, four times, and he beats my ass every time. And it's pissing me off, that stupid little bastard, that pudgy piece of crap is pissing me off. But, yeah, yeah I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna give World of Light another chance, chance another chance with uh while playing it on easy because I I want to like it. There's there's a lot in there that I think I could like, but the difficulty and how it just is all over the place and and just seems like it's okay. This was easy. Now this one is ridiculous. Uh, you know it's not a nice ramp up. It's just like bump bump bump. It's up down up down. It's the giant drop at uh, Six Flags Great America. It's just, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> at least I don't get stuck at the top. It does come down eventually, and it's like, oh, this one's easy, and then it goes back up. All these stupid analogies. But I also played through Titanfall 2. I finished it, and of course, I'm not going to talk about it too much because that is the next Attack the Backlog episode, but I fucking love Titanfall 2. It has blown me away. I can't believe it's as good as it is. And I can't wait to just record that episode because it is one of the best first-person shooter campaigns I've ever played. I love it so much. It's one of the most fun. 
You know, it doesn't have the greatest story, but the actual characters, Cooper and his relationship with his Titan, BT, is so delightful. It is one of the best relationships in any game uh, ever. I, I just had a blast with it. And it was... It's weird in how it was both perfect in length, but I, I want more, but I don't know if they could have sustained Like it, it's, It does a lot of interesting things and some really cool things about halfway through or so, which I think a lot of people know, but I didn't really pay attention. And even if I did already know, I completely forgot about them. So everything was fresh. So when this thing happened about two and a half hours in, I was like, this is cool. And it actually works. And it feels better. I think I said this last episode, but it's just, it's amazing how it feels so good. And Mirror's Edge doesn't. And it's just, it's wild. It's, it's, it's a fantastic campaign. And I think it, it's one of those, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know how much Titanfall 2 costs at this point, if it's still $60 MSRP, um, but if they would just release the campaign by itself, like if they split it up and had it, if it's 30 bucks now for Titanfall 2, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but if it is, if they sold them separately and had, here's the online stuff for 15 here's a single player for 15 I think that'd be great, because I, I think a lot of people would really like the campaign because it's, it's really well put together and uh i i didn't find any part of it to be a slog or anything i'm, I'm talking too much about it this is all attack the backlog material but i, I love that game so it's, it's just it's been real nice to have two games in a row that i loved so that's awesome and i'm feeling like i should pick something that i maybe won't enjoy why i don't know but for some reason the game that keeps popping up in my head is Bionic Commando, the one from, I think, 2009. The one where, I mean, it's the 3D one, of course, but it's the one where your bionic arm is your wife, your dead wife, I think. So I already know that's going to happen, so that won't be a surprise. I don't know. I could also play Dark Void. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what my next game will be. Uh, and I'll start that once I record the audio for Titanfall 2 because I want to get that done and then i can start on i don't i don't want to have thoughts in my head and then create new thoughts with another game i want to get it out of my head before i do all that i'm also thinking about looking at what i actually have uh, on playstation one because i feel like oh maybe i'll play a playstation one game uh but i don't think i have much uh but i don't know maybe i do but all all those games could be super long as well because i'm not playing a fucking final fantasy game it's not happening not now, at least. But uh, I think that is a good place. or I mean, that's not a good place to end it because I still have to talk about the anime. But games-wise, that's pretty much it. So Attack on Titan. Finally started watching it. I'm almost done with the first season, and it's really dumb. Uh, there's some really nice animation in it, and I can appreciate that. I still think the art is super ugly. I don't like it. It is why I didn't watch it in the first place. And I still really don't like it at all. It's just unpleasant to watch. And the story. And the character, like, it is such a fucking mellow, uh, melodramatic show. And I know there are people who are anime apologists who are like, no, anime and manga, they're always, I mean, it's just a, a, a part of anime and manga that it's melodramatic. That That's just a part of 
the the medium. No, it is not. It is not. Not to this level. This is ridiculous. It makes Dragon Ball Z, which can be pretty fucking dramatic, seem like the most casual, lighthearted, ridiculous thing. But it's just it's it's just ridiculous. And I don't know. They I just I wanna I every time a character dies, I don't give a shit. I'm like, whatever. You were annoying. They're all annoying. They can all die for all I care. I hope this world in, in the end, I, I hope in this series, the Titans just win and all humans die because humans suck in this world. You know, I, I like, and in terms of design-wise, the one character I like is Aaron when he's in his Titan form. I think that Titan looks cool. The armored Titan doesn't look too bad either. And the other female Titan who they just introduced, who I don't know if people were actually surprised when they revealed who that actually was. It was so It was so obvious just by her demeanor. When you first saw her, the way she looked, and then when you saw her fight and the moves she used, it's just like, I mean, they really don't hide who she is at all, and it's so obvious. Um, so when the when the characters are all surprised, I'm like, oh, it seemed pretty fucking obvious, you stupid idiots. But I'm I'm curious if people watching were like, oh my god, it's her? No, it it's, it, it was written all over the place. But um, <laughs> I'm just watching it, you know, I'm I'm. Not really high on the series, as you can tell, but I just figured it is one of those series that I should probably watch at some point, and I do think there are some cool aspects to it. I I do like Aaron's ability to transform into a Titan, and the way they move around the environment with those things, whatever they're called, is cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in it, but the actual story and the characters and all the drama is so ridiculous and there's just so much of it and i don't like the art overall uh but i can really appreciate the animation and so yeah i'm just gonna stick with it and it'll be that uh i i was thinking too what if instead of another spider-man game insomnia games made an attack on titan game and instead of having to follow any kind of story guidelines they were just able to take this world and Make it better. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Um, but that's pretty much it as far as what I've been watching all that jazz. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush 3 The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I also recently learned that Pandora has opened the doors for podcast submissions, uh, so maybe the, the show Z will be on Pandora as well, but I don't know how Pandora works if it's still a thing where you tell them what you like and they will create stations and songs by those things you like may show up, but also things that are kind of like it will show up as well, which would be weird with podcasts or just like, okay, you've submitted this. It's in the gaming channel. If somebody is playing gaming podcast, maybe your thing will show up. That would be there. There's something about that that could be cool, but given how long podcasts are, it, it won't lead to a lot of discoverability. But if, People could just say, I want to listen to gaming podcasts, and it just randomly 
Placeroom, that could be a decent way of getting new listeners because discoverability with podcasts, especially like iTunes these days, terrible, 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 terrible. But uh, that's cool that they're doing that now. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this podcast and attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch both of them there. This show, eh, I don't really recommend, but attack the backlog, I think is best consumed in video form. So if you haven't already checked it out, you should definitely check it out now. Uh, the sixth episode just came out, which was all about Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, a game I love and I really hope you'll check out as well if you are a game pass subscriber it is coming out i think the 17th so play it and then watch the episode uh and you'll all have a good time i mean it's it's a time saying it's a good time no it's it's a heavy it's a heavy time but uh if you would like to check out my art which is crazy and kooky and colorful and if you're watching the video you can see some of it in the background you can go over to pxsart.com and if you see something to like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything we do you can go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way and that my friends will do it so i will say bye, bye. Oh,